When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And Buster Olney's appearance today on The Ride with Royce is brought to you by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Experience perfection golf. The Meadows. Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Here's ESPN senior columnist and podcaster Buster Olney on The Ride with Royce. Buster Olney's with us. Buster, how are we going to get Eddie Rosario on the All-Star team, man? He's the Twins' best player by a mile. <laughs> Boy, I think he'd do it if he just uh, keeps showing highlights from like what we saw last <laughs> night, right? All the, the, the display. I love what uh, Dick said at the end of that game. This was his game. This was his game. That's exactly right. That was his game. Yeah, and uh, today he had three of their five hits as they got beat 4-1. to one. Michael Fulmer shut them down. But this Twins lineup right now is about as feeble as uh, some of the others you're going to see around. You know, poor Gardy doesn't have much chance when he's got Nico Goodrum hitting fourth, but he homered today. And uh, that's not much of a lineup, but the Twins... Uh, Without Sano, without Maurer, uh, it's it's a sad looking group right now. Yeah, the good thing is they're in the, the baseball's most forgiving division, <laughs> right? And that's uh, you know the one thing uh, you know in, in doing my job, you know, looking at national, uh, you, you don't get locked into the individual issues with each team. You sort of took at you know the the larger look at it. Man, I saw the Indians last weekend, and they're a mess. Okay, and then you then you've got the White Sox, the Tigers. Um, you know, in the Royals, nobody expects them to necessarily contend. The Indians, there's, I think, a real concern about whether or not they're going to fix this bullpen issue. Worst in baseball, uh, they don't have much financial flexibility. It appears to go out and make additions during the year. So what you see might be what you get with the Indians' bullpen, uh, which means that uh, that potentially buys some time for the Twins to put themselves in a better position. I mean, I, from the outside looking in, it certainly seems like that, uh, you know, a big key this summer is to get Byron Buxton right again, to get yeah, him swinging his strikes again. I was looking today at some of his, his, uh, his, his chase rates, his swing and miss rates, and it's clear, and you're seeing it, uh, that he has expanded his strike zone again. And so you hope that he he gets back to what he was doing at the end of last year. Uh, yeah, and you know, Cleveland at this time last year was kind of messing around, but you knew they were going to get it rolling. This is not. This does not look the same. I watched Andrew Miller. I think it was was it last night he came yeah. in just to an inning, and you forget that he's six seven, six eight, and when those guys get out of whack, it takes a while to get back in the strike zone. He's throwing the ball all over the place. Hundred percent, and you remember how long it took him during the course of his career. And Andrew is as diligent. Uh, and as studious as any player you'd ever want to meet. And it took him years and years and years to get his delivery right. Uh, and the X factor in the situation now, and, and you know, I saw Andrew last weekend, he's not going to volunteer how he feels to me. 
uh, is the condition of his right knee, which was a problem last year. And whenever that popped up, it really affected his command. Um, that's what we cer- certainly saw last week in his first outing off the DL. He had three walks in a third of an inning. Uh, you know, and I asked Terry Francona about that the other day, and he said, no, he's fine. But, uh, I mean, they, they have to hope that he's going to be okay because without Bryant Shaw, who left yes. uh, to go to Colorado as a free agent, man, that bullpen is thin. And they do have an excellent rotation. I do think as the summer goes along that uh, that lineup's going to get better. Edwin Encarnacion eventually will heat up and, you know, with Lindor and with uh, uh, Jose Ramirez and Melky Cabrera has joined the team, they'll score but day after day after day, I think they'll be crossing their fingers about holding leads. Well, the nice thing about Shaw is he could use him 10 innings a week if he wanted to. He pitched them all the time, you know. They they were, they were they could overuse him, and he yep. was the guy in front of Miller and uh, Allen. And who the heck do they hope comes through there in that bullpen now? Uh, I asked that question to Tito the other day, and he paused. <laughs> <laughs> Which... You know, and and I, you know, I felt like as I listened to that, it didn't matter what he said next. I got my answer. Um, look, they they uh, they've already uh, tried different guys in the minor league system. What they have to hope for is that McAllister or uh, Tyler Olson or you know one of those guys already in the big leagues or one of the guys at the top of their farm system uh, steps up and and makes adjustments. And that's the great thing about baseball: small adjustments can make a big difference. But their solutions probably are going to have to come from within. I know that they've had some internal talks about promoting uh, some of their talented younger pitchers in high A ball or in double A toward the end of the year into relief roles. But for the next two months, they have to fix it from within. Here's the, you know, if you're an Indians fan and you're looking for a silver lining, uh, they hadn't played the White Sox yet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, for both the Twins and the Indians, there's hope to be found in your schedule because uh, you get to play a lot of the central teams. You know, Fernando Rodney is a amazing guy. He's still yeah. on 94, 95, and then, of course, he's found. I think maybe the reason he stinks in April is it takes him a while to figure out his changeup because he wasn't throwing it much at all early. But, uh, I mean, he's throwing 94, 95, and then the changeup is 83. So uh, it, it, he'll, I, I, people were all going nuts here the first month of the year, but I don't think he's a problem. I would agree with you, and he goes through stages in his career where he's like that. Now, you know, there's always an open question about uh, how he is at the end of the year when his velocity is a little bit down, how vulnerable he is, you know, against great teams in the playoffs. Uh, that that's been a question about him, but I think the the Twins would take that right. They'll take on that complication <laughs> and those questions if they can get there. Uh, I would agree with you. He's someone who you sort of pencil in, and by, at the end of the year, he'll have been an effective pitcher for them. Hey Buster, I saw uh, today. I read today Greg Bird going out on a rehab assignment. Uh, if he could stay healthy. With all these struggling lineups in baseball, this Yankee thing could be something unbelievable if you add him to the – if he's hitting like seventh in that lineup, it it could be something. And we saw him uh, at the end of last year and in the postseason, what a weapon he can become, especially in Yankee Stadium. Uh, and you have Glaber Torres, the prospect that they got for Roldis Chapman, uh, who's hit the big leagues running. And he looks like he's – you know, going to compete with Otani for American League Rookie of the Year. He's a monster. And here's something else to remember. Uh, if you're a Red Sox fan or you're a fan of another American League team, this is not good news. 
is so many times in the past we've gone into July and the Yankees have been left behind in the trade conversations because their farm system has stunk. And they haven't been able to compete with other teams uh, in bidding for an available player. Well, this summer it's going to be the complete opposite. They will be at the front of the pack with the most prospects to offer, with financial flexibility. How often have we said that about the Yankees in terms of uh, room? So they can spend all kinds of money. They can spend all kinds of prospects. And so if the Red Sox are pursuing a reliever or some particular thing, the Yankees can step in and snake them. Why? Uh, and they, they are going to get better before the trade deadline as well. Why are the Cubs so ordinary right now? Because of their starting pitching. Look, their bullpen has actually been fantastic, especially when you look at the underlying numbers. They've been scoring runs. They have a tremendous run differential, but so far, uh, the two free agent signings, Hugh Darvish, who we actually are going to have on Sunday Night Baseball this week against the Giants, uh, and Tyler Chatwood, who's pitched yesterday. Oh, he's terrible. He can't uh, throw he, strikes. He cannot throw strikes. And he and watching his start last night, it was funny because he, he would throw his curveball, and that was the one pitch he could throw for a strike. And every time he'd throw his fastball, uh, it seemed like he was following that with an expletive that could be picked up by the field <laughs> mic because he could not command it. But it's a, it's a real problem for them. Uh, look, I you know I was among the people last summer who said when the trade for Jose Quintana, what a great trade! It hadn't really worked out like that so far for them. They have to get more consistency out of that rotation. If they do, then you figure that uh, eventually the other strengths of their team will manifest. Hey, uh, I always enjoy uh, listening to Eduardo Perez on the uh, on, on any broadcast I hear him on oh, yeah. or when he's in the studio. He's he, his uh, love of baseball uh, just comes pouring through, you know. A hundred percent. And you know, I I had not met Tony Perez until a few years ago. And when I did, I said, "Look, I I just want to tell you as a parent." Uh, you guys did a great job because mm-hmm. Eduardo Perez is one of these guys. You know, he, uh, he, he when he's doing a, sh- a broadcast of some kind, he knows the name of every cameraman. <laughs> he knows the name of every production assistant. He's got something going with somebody. He'll walk in and there'll be a production assistant to walk up and hand him a box and give him a tie that he bought out. He said, "Look, I picked this out for you today. I think this would fit you." <laughs> he's such a good person. He's so incredibly positive. I cannot believe that he hasn't had more opportunities to be a manager because in this day and age, when you get, you know, you want the personalities who can relate to players. We've seen it with Alex Cora. Uh, you've seen it with Aaron Boone. Uh, I, I think Eddie Perez would be a fantastic fit for somebody. He uh, his claim to fame was killing lefties too, right? Wasn't that uh, isn't that how he had a job all those years? He could kill lefties. He crushed lefties, <laughs> and there's some great video of him actually getting Randy Johnson. If you got Randy Johnson, you're, then you're doing something right. Yeah, that's a, you know a guy that's going to move here. I would think when Baltimore starts moving is Valencia for that reason, right? Somebody's going to take Valencia because he hits 400 against left-handers. Yeah, it's amazing because every year we have the same conversation about Danny, um, and I'm sure he's well aware of this, so I'm not speaking out of school. They're like, wow, he kills lefties. And then there's always the question of, okay, what's his effect on the clubhouse? <laughs> well, um, you know, and that's what he, how he's bounced from, from team to team. I, I, I tend to think that that's very overstated. I would think he's might have might have matured. He used to he used to be a weekly guest on our radio show. He was an interesting cat. I want to tell you that. But I've uh, always loved talking with him, uh, and I will also tell you I've talked to people with 
who were teammates, and he would drive crazy. That uh, that's true. Uh, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. No team was receiving more praise in April than the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks. What is it now? Twelve out of thirteen. I think they uh, lost think, again today. Yeah, exactly, and, and and it's ugly. You know, they lost AJ Pollock, their center fielder, who'd been their best player, to a broken thumb. Uh, and the biggest mystery in baseball is what has happened to Paul Goldschmidt, who you know has been in the last yes. six years one of the best players in baseball. Three times he finished in the top three in the MVP voting. A great professional, a great leader, uh, and. This year, he, he looks like a shadow of himself. He cannot catch up to high velocity. Wow. Um, we, uh, we had this stat the other day that if you look at uh, fastballs, hitters against fastballs, 96 miles per hour plus, and in this era we're seeing more relievers and everyone throwing so hard. He had seen 77 pitches, 96 plus, and did not have a hit uh, for the entire season. And when the game that we had uh, with them recently – uh, the Nationals went at him with hard-throwing relievers, and he saw six pitches and two at-bats. And the look on his face after he swung through and struck out again uh, was like looking at a champion boxer who had gotten hit in the jaw for the first time. Like, you could tell he was genuinely perplexed. How am I not hitting the ball better? He's hitting close to 200 right now. Hey, was that, uh, when, you, when you look back, did he always have trouble with the, I mean, the heat, there's more heat than there's ever been, but did he always have trouble hitting the real good fastball or not? Here's my working theory on it with him. Um, look, he is, if you look at his history, I think he was like an 8th or 10th round draft pick, so he was not this blue chip prospect. Uh, he was considered to be an overachiever, and it kind of reminds me of Kevin Euclid. Yeah. You know, when he came up through the minors, he was a guy who worked his way through, battled, and uh, and then as Kevin got older, you know, he got to be 31, 32 years old, uh, all of a sudden he fell off a cliff. And it was like, you know, the fact that uh, he didn't have as much natural ability really became a factor. And I kind of wonder about that for Paul. Now, I haven't dug into the point, you know, who knows, is it eyesight? Has he got some sort of a vision thing going on? Is it just a mechanical adjustment? But that thought has occurred to me that, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that he was never viewed as someone with high-end talent might be becoming a factor now. Uh, the Twins uh, are going to get to face James Paxton on Friday night in, uh, in Seattle, and we're bringing the Eagle with us, we've decided. The, uh, the Eagle <laughs> that attacked him on opening day, uh, maybe that'll... They beat him that day only because he threw a dumb pitch to Sano. But, uh, boy, that guy's good. He's tremendous. Uh, and as you know, his model as a pitcher is Andy Pettit, the former Yankee. And if you watch his stuff, it's the exact same thing. It's that cutter that just breaks in on the feet of right-handed hitters and drives them crazy. Uh, and, you know, boy, uh, his success this year has been so important to the Mariners who lost Robinson Cano uh, for the 80-game suspension. They lost Nelson Cruz. They got hit by a pitch the other day. Last night, Mitch Haniger has been one of their most important players. They lost him. Dee Gordon, who they moved to second place to replace Cano, he broke his toe, so he's out. So what happened to Haniger? I missed Haniger. He got hit by a pitch last oh, night. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he went down, and Kyle Seeger, the third baseman, went down with a strained shoulder. And yet, as of this afternoon, they were only two games behind the Astros. Go figure. Yeah, A. Cott was on yesterday. He had a, we were talking about check swings, and uh, uh, his theory on all the broken hands is all the, all the uh, check swings. Wow. Uh, check swings, and I think now that hitters are, um, you know, in, in their effort to combat 
uh, velocity, you've seen a lot of guys. Starting Anthony early, Rizzo, yeah. yeah, Anthony Rizzo, the Cubs, the biggest example, is getting right up on the plate and sort of diving into pitches, and they're paying the price for it. All right. Hey, Buster, thanks for your time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, sir. Sounds great. All right. The great Buster Olney. We shall return. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Look out. Was the arm coming forward? That was Robinson who hits him. They're going to rule it a fumble and a recovery. What a play by the veteran. We've been sitting here all night. The Cowboys have been backed up. This defense has been doing it all night long. And look out here. The Vikings in business. At the 19-yard line, Robinson fired up. You know what game I believe that highlight was from, Mr. Uh, Royce? No, I don't. That was the night game against the Cowboys at the New Ziggy uh, two years ago. Oh, really? Okay. Remember that? What what me and Kevin Seifert described it as? The drunkest crowd in the history of Viking football. <laughs> I still go with Christmas Eve when we play. Yeah, that Packers, one was pretty good, but, too. Uh, but uh, I was not at that game, so I can't deny it. But I would imagine a Cowboys. It was, uh, the Cowboys, no matter where they go, they bring out the drunkenness. Yes, the they do. We all hate the Cowboys. Yes. Because the league loves the Cowboys, we think. Even though the Cowboy fans think the league doesn't. Is against them. us, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Brian Robinson has been a Viking since 2007. Uh, that's 11 seasons. 11 seasons of noble work. Came in here as not a highly rated player. Had a heck of a career. Uh, ended up, he's got uh, 56 sacks in his Viking history. Two years ago, he had seven and a half. He had a pretty dang good year. Fourth round pick, I believe. And his contract was due to expire this year. Uh, so the Vikings said, you know, Brian, we really appreciate all you've done for us. Your dedication to the all organization. All you've done for us. Uh, so we're going to allow you to come back as long as you take a $2.3825 million pay cut. Ugh. And we will allow you to make the minimum of $1.015 million. And, of course, plus you get 90000 as a workout bonus. And all the idiot Viking fans out there are saying, yeah, well, I'd play for $1.015 million. No, you wouldn't. You can't play. Yeah, okay. you're not good enough. <laughs> that was I, I got the other day, I got this in a tweet back from Phil, on Phil Hughes. He said, I'd go home for $22 million. Well, who's going to pay you twenty-two right. million? You ain't good enough. Did you ever go sixteen and ten and pitch two hundred nine <laughs> and two-thirds innings in the American League and strike out sixteen? One intentional? No. What do you say that stupid stuff for, you idiots? <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. It's a different world. They had no reason to make Robinson take this much of a cut. They just did it because they could, and they're bad people. Okay, they're bad people. They did the same thing to Greenway two years ago. Greenway, yeah. after. And and they, the worst they, part about Greenway was, and then they played him 400 plays, <laughs> and they didn't give any of the money back. No. What, what really sucks about it, too, from my point of view, and I'm not trying to speak for Brian Robinson here, but it they did it 
to him because they knew that he would be okay. Because I saw some quotes from him yeah. that, oh, yeah, I'd gladly take I've the state. I've said since day but, one I wanted to bring a championship to the yeah. state of Minnesota. So and, that's why they did it, because they knew they knew that he yes. would be okay with it. And, and that almost makes it worse. And in all likelihood, the only thing he could get somewhere else would have been the, the veterans minimum anyway. So why not right? stay here right. with so, a chance yeah, to win on a good but, team? But yep. my theory about it is uh, that they did it because they can. Right. Not because they had to. Right? Much like the personal seat licenses. Yes. But for me, now this is a quote I would argue with Robeson on uh, something fierce. But for me, one of my morals is being loyal. I wanted to be loyal to this organization. They weren't loyal to you! What the hell? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, Brian Robeson, good guy, had a hell of a career, and uh, maybe he will get his Super Bowl. Uh, this year because there's no reason for this team not to be highly successful unless the players all get together and say, hey, why do we want to win for these guys? If they get a chance to screw us, they will. And don't worry, Kirk <laughs> Cousins, they're coming for your money next. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe well, not next, but he he's fully guaranteed. That's true. Greatest. They can't come for his he money. He is my number one hero in the history of the NFL. <laughs> How much do you want guaranteed? All, All of it. it. <laughs> All of it. What about 80%? All, All of it. it. Okay. Well, 90? Yeah. How about no, 90? No. All, All of it. it. Kirk Cousins, my <laughs> personal hero, uh, that he made them pay up and they can't get out of it. It uh, drives, I don't know why it drives me crazy, but it does drive me crazy when they cut a guy 70% because they can, just for no other reason. We'll be back. This is the ride with Racy. I, I uh, offered this on Twitter today, guys, and I really mean it. We had a worker come uh, for uh, there's having some trouble with the pool equipment that okay. they put in. Yep. And the guy had a white T-shirt on. And he had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and he was carrying stuff that occupied both hands. That's what I want in my worker. I know it's going to get done That's well. That's a man right I know there. Yeah. It's gonna get, I know it's going to get done well. Anybody who's got the white T-shirt and can smoke while he's doing stuff, you know. He's getting you know, it done. That's my guy. Yep. That's my guy right there. And that's it, it gave me hope for America right there. Yep. That the guy's still having the heater while he was doing his work. So. Was he able to do this thing, you know, talk yeah, to you. Yeah, right. well, I think yeah, we got yeah. this thing right yep. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have been next to my wife about two years ago when we moved in, right after we moved into our new place. And they did some work on the sidewalk adjacent to our house for two weeks straight. There was about five or six guys working there. All smoked all day long, <laughs> cigarette butts all over our yard. And she's not pro smoking. No, being she is very medical, much anti. Being in the medical field, yeah. tell her to get over it. It's, it's, it <laughs> you know, it's a it's a it's a choice, like everything. That's right. Life. All right. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Concordia University. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Ask her if she'd prefer you chewed. Oh, no, she doesn't like that. <laughs> Twins How come those guys do that in your dugout? Boom. That's so a, you want me to start doing it? I can. <laughs> my, uh, my kid has a lot of friends in their early 20s that chew, which do, disturbs yeah. me. 
No, I just go have a heater like yeah. a good civilized yeah. American. Twins lose to the Tigers four to one today. They'll have an off day tomorrow. On Friday, they open up a weekend series against the Mariners in Seattle. Although there's nothing better in town ball when you got the one guy on the team that goes through about six or seven pockets of dip in a game, and he's got the pool right in front of him in the dugout. Mm-hmm. You know where he's been sitting all game. Oh yeah. <laughs> NFL owners unanimously approving a new national anthem policy that requires players to stand if they're on the field during the performance, but it gives them the option of remaining in the locker room if they prefer. Policy subjects teams to a fight if a player or any other team personnel do not show respect for the anthem. That includes any attempt to sit or kneel, as dozens of players have done during the past two years. Those teams would also have the option to find any team personnel, including players, for the infraction. Today, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer was asked about the whole anthem issue. I was proud of my team last year. They stood for the anthem. I think it's important that we stand for the anthem. Um, you know, I think it's important that we represent our country the right, right way, um, the flag the right way. You know, a lot of people, have, and I probably shouldn't get on a tangent, right? But a lot of people have died for that flag, and that flag represents our country and what we, and what we stand for. And so um, I think that's important. In its own tweet, the NFL Players Association said the union was not consulted on the policy change. It pledged to review the policy and challenge any aspect of it that is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, as you pointed out, Brian Robinson uh, took a little bit of a pay cut to stay with the Vikings. $2.3825 million. <laughs> That's the pay cut, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, he was scheduled to make $3.5 million in 2018. Uh, but he'll make a base salary of $1.015 million along with a $90,000 workout bonus this year. So, in other words, what Zimmer is saying is, Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it. Yep, that's right. NBA playoff basketball. Can we, can, as part of the compromise with the players, how about putting a time limit on it? Hour 40, a minute and 40 seconds. uh, Whoever sings the anthem. At two minutes, when they get to a minute 40, they can start doing anything they want. Whatever you want. They can grab themselves and their personal Almost like a pitch clock. Yeah, right. They should. They should have a clock. The the, the long anthem is one of the real problems with America. NBA playoff basketball action here tonight. You're going to be okay? And by the way, NBA has got the worst problem. As far as the long anthem's concerned. <laughs> oh, yeah. You never get a brother out there who gets her done in less than two and a half minutes. Come on! Hurry up! I need those 30 seconds back now. I've heard <laughs> millions of these. You're not going to do anything to impress me. Get it over with. The uh, Cavaliers. Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it. <laughs> Cavaliers in Boston to take on the Celtics. They're tied at two apiece. Seven o'clock tonight, right here, right after the great outdoors on 1500. ESPN. The Lynx are in action tonight. They're at home playing the Dallas Wings at the Target Center. The Wings have Skylar Diggins, I believe, mm-hmm. don't they? I yes. believe you are correct. Ooh. Yes. Uh, the Minnesota Gophers are I playing. I love her game, Skylar Diggins. Uh, Gophers playing bas- uh, basketball, baseball right now. Big Ten tournament action. Uh, they lead Michigan State in the second inning, one to nothing. Earlier in the day, Michigan beat Iowa and Purdue beat Ohio State. Johnny, yes. we're good because we have traffic to get All to. All right. The ride with Royce now continues. Personal 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late. 
hits. Smith blitz coming, sees it, in trouble. Down he goes. Alex Smith is taking down Michael Kendricks. He's having himself a heck of a first half so far. Michael Kendricks, brother of Eric Kendricks, uh, also uh, another a linebacker, got cut today or cut yesterday by the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champs. Of course, we had a lot of fun writing about the matchup of the Kendricks brothers before uh, the NFC uh, title game, which, uh, as I recall, Michael was successful in that game. Yes, uh, they were edged. They were edged. But he was scheduled to make $7.6 million this year. They actually mm. do have some financial, uh, some cap issues there. But they, they had signed a linebacker, Paul Warlow, and... Shortly after they let Michael Kendricks go, this guy blew out his ACL and was oh, carted off the field. No. Carted off the field. Now, uh, he had 51 tackles and two sacks last year. Played well. Played 60% of the defensive snaps. My question is, does the uh, or do the Vikings have all the linebackers they need? Well, maybe this is why they made Robinson take a pay maybe cut. Maybe this is why. That could be. Or they want to give uh, Eric's now, brother where a little are bit of they? they got the two good, the two great ones, and then who else do they got? Well, and b- by the way, Barr wasn't at OTAs today. Oh, really? Okay. Hmm. All right, Anthony. That's okay. Yeah, they uh, and they have the kid from Michigan that was a rookie last year. Um, uh, Gideon? Yeah, uh, ben, ben Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he plays... I know the guy only plays 30%, but I smell a rat here. I think he's going to end up here. Could be. Michael Hendricks. Could be. He's a good player. Michael Kendricks. Yeah. Well, it was strictly money. They now have uh, uh, Hicks. Who's Hicks? Jordan Hicks, who's good. He's a special uh, teams player. N- Nigel Bradham, Corey Nelson, Joe Walker, Nathan Gary, and Kamu Grigier Hill. Oh, sure. Yeah. Him. He's a so, good player. So, no anyway, relation. plays with his hand in the grass. Anyway, they <laughs> might have, uh, they might have uh, screwed up there by uh, letting him go 10 minutes before somebody blew out a knee, huh? And the chances of him coming back s- are not good since he, I yeah. can see the crack in the Eagles Foundation starting already. <laughs> they gave Nick Foles a new deal. I didn't, I didn't know that this kind, these kind of bonusy things. He makes two hundred fifty thousand for each game in which he plays one third of the snaps. He makes another two hundred fifty thousand if they win those games. Wow! Mm. I didn't know that was possible legal to do that kind of stuff. Did you see the uh, uh, Nick Foles story that surfaced yesterday? I believe it was Pro Football Talk that no. had it. He was uh, the Eagles. I think whoever's their was he on steroids? No, 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 they, no, no. When no. They beat us? But uh, the Bra- the Browns approached the Eagles for a trade. They were going to give the Eagles the the first overall pick in the second round, and Full said, "You know, I'll just stay here as a backup instead." Really? <laughs> yes. Well, well, he knew wow. that he knew they were going to play the other guy anyway. Why does he want to go there? And be well, and they ended up getting Tyrod from the Bills yeah, for but, a, for but, a I mean, third why rounder. Why does but, he want to go there? And be the backup to Baker Mayfield, right? But he would at least probably start the season as a yeah, starter but, and play. But, but, but I, I agree, he probably made the right move. Well, Stay he, with the better he, team. He can well, be who's a free agent after this year. Well, who's right? to say he's not going to start the season with the Eagles? Sure. Yeah, true. Yeah, because Wentz, Wentz, yeah. Wentz going to be ready at the start of the year yet? Or as uh, what was it? What did we see yesterday, Manny? Black Adam Schefter put out. Carson Wentz gets two rings before Dak okay. Prescott gets one. Pat, he had, he had Carson with the Super Bowl trophy and, the, uh, and then Prince Harry. Because oh, oh. <laughs> they look like each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Garrett Cole is 
was uh, tearing it up for the uh, uh, Astros after not uh, not uh, doing that well last year with Pittsburgh, and he got out there and they uh, they brought him in for this uh, rotation. He's already over a hundred strikeouts this year. Garrett that is Cole. just not fair. Him and having you him, got and him and Verlander in the same together. Oh, it's uh, not fair. He struck out six, eight over six innings in last night's eleven to two victory over the Giants, and included in the people he struck out his brother-in-law Brandon Crawford. Wow! Oh. I did not know that they were uh, married to uh, either. I don't know if Crawford's married. Crawford's sister, Amy, is married to uh, Garrett, Garrett Cole. Okay. So. How about this? Uh, we have another college coach being hired by an NHL team and the most uh, and one of the most prominent NHL teams, the New York Rangers, have hired David Quinn as their head coach. Uh, he was uh, the Boston University coach. And uh, in a, he's uh, you know been a been a pro coach to some degree, but uh, they the uh, Philadelphia hired Haxtell two years ago, and now this and wait and we and Montgomery just got hired in Florida too, uh, Jim Montgomery, the Denver guy. So oh. uh, so two guys hired in this cycle for, out of college, Jim Montgomery and then now David Quinn. Uh, so uh, what the hell's going on here? Very, the uh, Capitals have a uh, tradition that when they lose a game, somebody has to uh, skate a hot lap at the next day's practice or skate around. Or okay. Skate at the next day's skate. And Ovechkin uh, had done a hot lap because of the, because of the uh, game five loss before the game six semis and they won of course at home well in tampa uh the hot lap today on wednesday morning was done by 55 year old head coach barry trump and, and he is uh hauling pretty good he's hauling pretty good and the play it seems like a fun tradition because the players uh everybody gets into and, it yeah, yeah. I was proud of him. Well, that's not the right side. Well, go ahead. <laughs> uh, ESPN will broadcast 30 UFC events Unbelievable. per year, five-year deal, $1.5 billion over what? the next five. So $300 a million a year for 30. That's $10 million a UFC card that they're going to put on TV. This sport, I'm sorry, unwatchable. It is. It's stupid. Un- watchable but apparently the american youth that watches sports networks likes it unless so. it's unless you're gonna watch amanda nunez you know seen her beat yet. somebody to a pulp i mean mm-hmm. she's the she's the last person to beat ronda rousey oh okay. just, you know just obliterated her but, and unless unless she's on the card mm-hmm. it's i mean i have zero but, interest. but here's the here's the thing about it you basically are giving one point five billion of the most steroid infested corrupt outfit in the world. Half the time the guy pops positive before the 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 card or afterwards. They got terrible steroid problem in that uh organization. The that UFC outfit. is a direct correlation to the downfall of society, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's the dumbest sport ever invented. Well, but it is a I know it's popular. Watch, I don't get people it. People who are watch the it. people who watched uh, the NFL uh, 
you know, diligently. A lot of the younger guys like to watch this. They like the violence. So they like the violence. But uh, that's more evidence that in the near future, I don't think you'll see uh, Major League Baseball on ESPN. That's my prediction. Oh, that's a sad thought, but you're probably right. All right. We'll be back. On the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. More time than usual for the daily complaints today, uh, fellas. Uh, what do you got, Manny? My daily complaints with the Golden State Warriors. Oh, what the man. hell was that in the fourth <laughs> quarter last night? They were looking like the Wolves. Yes, Isolation, they were. bad, bad offense, no ball movement, guys just standing around throwing up Euro ball did shots. The, uh, it was terrible. Did the uh, Houston run and all that ISO make them think that's the way to play basketball? Now, I guess so. It, it's funny because it looked like, you know, Durant was the one who was taking a lot of the yes. isolation bad shots. And it looked, you know, we praise the Warriors for the ball movement yes. and the way they play and then the culture there and all this other stuff. It looked like. Durant looked like Oklahoma City Durant, where it was just him and Westbrook, you know, just playing isolation ball and everything. It was, it was, it was well, bad. I'm glad it came out as it did, though. Sure. Now, yeah. we, now we got ourselves now you got a, series. a series, especially yeah. with uh, Houston having two of the last three at home. I think what yeah. they said was, this is how we basketball. Yes, they did say that. <laughs> no, 20, they said, this is how we don't basketball. Got 26 it. assists combined for both teams last mm-hmm. night. Unbelievable. Uh, fellas, here's my daily complaint. Okay. And I think you're going to share my sentiment, Mr. Royce. May 23rd, 2018. My Wednesdays from going forward for the next six weeks are over. T-ball starts tonight. T-ball, all right. No, T-ball's fun. Yeah, we've got... Uh, Try to get Will to not be the guy who chases the ball when it's not at his side of the field. We have worked on that, and he's actually gotten pretty good. He, mm-hmm. he knows that if it's not on his side, he's, he needs to kind of stay home mm-hmm. and occupy his base. But here's the problem. And he's good. He'll, Will, he pays attention. you're at first base. Don't yeah. chase the ball into left field. Here's the problem. The three-year-old is now going to be playing. Ah. And Why would he play? Ain't no controlling little Leland. <laughs> well, 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 do they, they start it at three? Well, you, if your son, since he's a November yeah, don't baby, start the kid. He'll he be can play with the, the four-year-olds. Oh, really? That's how we, that's how we t-ball. Okay. This is how we t-ball. Well, uh, that's that's hopeless and that's silly. Uh, but what what the heck? My but, my favorite though is when the base runners go chase the ball that's been hit and put in play. Yes, that's, that's always nice. a nice touch. <laughs> I did, a, you know, my uh, granddaughter was playing in the the little when she was six, probably or five. I don't know how old, five or six, and she was faster than most of the kids. And the fantastic triumph she would feel. If she got the ball first mm-hmm. out there behind second as they all ran after it and hold it up. Look at here. I'd, I'd say, you accomplished nothing there. You, you know, you didn't, You've but, done nothing. Uh, anyway, I think I think our guys uh, now at an age where they actually get out, so that's good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. They did don't just you, let everybody Did you, by it. the way, see the thing MLB and some youth baseball thing? or they're, They've now coming up with uh, a method to play baseball that will get the kids more interested uh, at the five-year-old level. You know, what the, is the it? T-ball, I don't know. You'll have to look it up. But oh. it's only four batters a half inning and uh, uh, only a certain amount of uh, pitches. I, I don't know what it is. It looked kind of... This covers T-ball and coaches pitch. But if a kid can't hit and coaches pitch, 
pitch, then we put it on a tee for him after he's... Oh, that's swing. humiliating yes. then. Yeah, yeah. That's... But rightfully so. That's right. What's yeah. your daily complaint, sir? Well, my daily complaint is that the NFL gets away with murder. They get away with murder. Uh, they have now set up a situation where a guy who did not stand up that kneeled behind the bench during the anthem, the fans had to stare and look for him, right? Mm-hmm. So they could get mad at him. Now they're going to make him run out of the locker room if they want to protest. Now they'll be bigger villains than they've ever been. They'll get booed coming out of there, right? I don't exactly know who this stands to benefit. because I, I, I think it no. makes the situation worse. Well, and the protest was pretty much... Wear it out until the NFL. And, and no, I until you're Jerry, president. I love Jerry Jones being so righteous too. Right, he was yeah. kneeling with the, doing the whole ritual, and then and then Trump came out, and then he said, "Yes, yes, we have to do this." So uh, anyway, it's stupid. The NFL's stupid, but God, we love it. Don't we? Love our football. We do love our football. We'll do this again tomorrow.